Welcome to another phase of Budai's uh, podcast. This is a little bit different to what we normally do. We're going to be talking about a little bit about light language. We touched base with that on our previous podcast. But um, we'll do a personal share, if we, if we can say that it's a personal share. Um, last night we were going to bed as we do with the collective. <laughs> always a, there's always a crowd. But particularly Isis and Ganesh. They're sort of anchor all the rest of us around. We all navigate around the two of them in this body. And uh, we had this beautiful visitor. We would say Pleiadian light energy. You might say something else. But it's a relative of Ptah, like another being from that uh, genre of frequencies beautiful tall long lanky being just gorgeous <laughs> anyway Isis was sort of sort of nestling in ready to try and go to sleep which doesn't often happen in her world doesn't sleep that much and uh, Ganesh turns over rolls over in the bed and says oh you know your buddy's over there <laughs> and she turned, turned around and there's this long lanky being and he'd been hovering um, and it, it's, it is a he, um, hovering around her because we're working, as we've shared many times now, in um, biomimicry with um, not only the Desert Stir Peapod, but we're actually going to be sharing different design sketches and concepts that will be seem like really quite out there, but they're all part of uh, a different field of vibration in creating structures, places where you can live, like, you live in your body, but you live beyond that. Dwellings, you know, places of shelter and that sort of thing. And even that, at some time at the end of next year, we'll be changing our language around that as well because people will be ready to hear what we have to say in that way. But for now, this is a small beginning and a beginning is always wonderful. So these structures, he was just sort of uh, working with her uh, and sharing some of the sketch outs that she be do she will be doing and drafting very rough sketches they are uh, because over time over every month we'll be fine tuning the sketches and sharing that with the Patreon um, community and and we say that because it's just a way to bring together and share with people who are interested in that particular field or the energetics generally speaking of nature and uh, so it's a way to uh, collaborate in that way and we c it's very visual whereas the podcasts aren't as visual in that way although we can manifest through the ajna for anyone who's listening and, and wants to participate so these sketches were very fine and he was doing them in a sort of a 3d concept just very light pencil work and she was Studying some of the strokes and, you know, they're all varying widths and thicknesses and shades and she's trying to uh, navigate exactly the shape that it was sh he was showing her because the Desert Stirt Peapod are the first, well, what, each pod is up on stilts that can be raised. So if you need to go right up into the highest part of a canopy of a tree, you can because it's engineered to do that or you can have it a metre off the ground, just depends. So she was trying to ascertain which design concept he was working with because there wasn't an overall sheltering aspect to it. It almost looked like, yeah, just strokes that were vertical, but then had a con interconnected stroke that was uh, giving a 3D sensitivity. But she got the feeling that it wasn't going to be like a norm, like a structure that you see in this day and age. Uh, you probably see it mirrored in something like uh, a mushroom. So if you can imagine the mushroom being longer in its stem, uh, a lot longer, uh, and then you have this beautiful canopy, only the structure that this being was showing um, was not 
really that sort of canopy. So let's not get off track. So when you talk about when we talk about light language, and there's a lot of people sharing light language, it's not new, it's as old as old as old, and the hieroglyphics are a form of light language and uh, that have enormous depth in consciousness. So people will re more and more people will remember that elevation of consciousness in their own readiness to be in receivership of that and be able to perceive it. But it's in a beautiful way to resonate because, as is always to um, articulate something, but it goes beyond word because each uh, hieroglyphic or each light language graphic uh, or symbol has uh, infinite tapestries of light that reveal itself. So there's one uh, stroke that sort of has like a cupping sort of um, like a dip in it, like a heart, an arc. That would be the way that's uh, the arc shape, the circular part is facing down and then it has this stroke attached with this, uh, a dot in the centre. And that has a very beautiful synergistic uh, energy to it, especially when you look at it and let your eyes through a soft gaze, gaze into the dot. You know, and it's just that little dot. From within that is like a vortex of creativity that opens up into a gateway of infinity and different designs start pouring out. Now, you wouldn't think so, would you? When you're looking at, like, when we do, when we create the written word, say we write the word the, T-H-E, and you look at it, 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 it's linear, it's a linear sensitivity. But in those graphics, that light language, within that, it actually has multidimensional reality that isn't something that you have to step through into another dimension. It actually meets you where you are right here, right now, and creates your reality. And therefore, you can create your creativity stems and streams through that that window of opportunity and to see differently so you can manifest it in the world that you're creating. So this is what this beautiful being, this Pleiadian being, is um, is really saying. Let's say for one of the words, we'll call him Dhanavantari because that's the name he seems to... <laughs> <laughs> since he just started dancing and he's oh, you can't express he's like seven foot tall he's so tall and very lean lanky energy um but beautiful and such a gentle way and there's such a lightness so for those people who this is a bit too out there probably now's the time to stop listening to the audio however if really interested in just sharing more of the light around then this is a really uh cathartic way of letting go of any fear around it because it's fun you know any beings that we work with no matter what uh, frequency they're at they're all really beautiful kind caring interested and uh yeah it's all about participation and collaboration and that's where we come from so that's how we relate to all the beings that come around and for us, there is dense in a density that we can resonate with because we can perceive them, receive them, and see them. So uh, it, it, it's fun, and you have these all these beautiful friendships. Then you know that keep on expanding because just more and more keep coming. <laughs> so back to the design. So then there was this other design that we were talking about. That if you imagine the gum nut, and then ex increase the size of the gum nut and soften the edges, almost like wrapping it uh, around in a leaf, you know, a beautiful lettuce leaf. Let's use that because there's patterns within lettuces. Now you'll go up and check all the different um, types of lettuces because <laughs> there's soft lettuce. Almost in some of the lettuce that's out there, you know, the lettuce we eat, um, it is, is very similar to seaweed and coral shapes. So, there's, um, you know, so everything has a mirror and a synergy around it. So, and those 
even though ones are a water element, and remember lettuces contain quite a lot of uh, water in the leaf, and then you, you, it's mirrored in some of the seaweeds that you get in the depths of the ocean or even in the rock pools sometimes, there's this synergistic connection, this way of communicating, that they can communicate with one another, even though what we would think would be they're in different worlds. Energetically, they're not. They're in harmony and in alignment. So you can see, just like for us, we can communicate with all these different beings and it's very much like going and to a playground and there'd be a park and there's lots of people there you want to play. It's the same sort of concept. So we're sharing that sort of uh, window of perception just so it makes it a little bit easier to relate because no matter what's going on in your life, the fact that you found this particular podcast, there's something going on in your life that will be seeding in you and, uh, you know, grow, blossoming, blooming at some point. If it's not already, it will be. Uh, or switch the audio off, as we said. So this design, so imagine that so you've got the pod as the infrastructure, so like the timber framework or the metal framework if you have in a house. So the pod design in its very shape is a vessel. And then you soften the exterior by wrapping the lettuce leaf, the softness of the lettuce leaf around that, like a canopy, like the, the um, weatherproof membrane, for example. So bear with us, it's interesting. It also then blends into the natural environment. You know, and so then you raise that up and then you put it that on um, stilts of some kind, some sort of plinths or stilts, and it becomes the limb like it does in a tree. And then where you've cut it in half, you've got the top part of the canopy, which is like a cone shape. You raise that up and you might want to then bind that around to give an extension of that through um, a glassed, window that wraps all the way around so you've got this panoramic view and remember you've grown that seed pod that gum nut to a much bigger size and within that then you start to change what is because it's in a gum nut once you remove the nut you've got the, the seed inside you've got this blank canvas so then you sit inside that that canopied that that base of it and you just sit and be now, we've got a friend who's a monk and he would just sit there and sit there and sit there and just be and become one with the gum nut, which is really beautiful. Some of you would think, okay, well, I can't live like that. So you want to explore how you could refurbish that into an equitable, livable dwelling. And you've got this panoramic view that you could even put windows in the base of that gum nut. You know, cross-ventilation, you could put louvers in, you could do all sorts of things. So you've got that elemental force. And then you could even, on the top part, create a canopied area. You could even cantilever something out from that above where the glass is, if you had the weight ratio right, and then cantilever something out, whether it be something where you can swing from or, uh, you know, connect outside or externally, or you could, on the upper story, create a, a doorway that then leave it itself up, you know, and then you've got this platform that stretches out and then you're touching the canopy, you become at one with the tree. So when you go out in it, you can literally touch the tree. But also the trees can come in and touch you. So energetically you can do that anywhere where you're at. We can touch someone all the way into a different part of the world, of the other side of the world, because energetically there's no such thing as separation. Energy can touch each other anywhere. So... 
that's a really simplistic way of sharing the biomimicry and we used a very, very simple shape. But it's an egg shape really. When you look at a gum nut, it's like an egg shape. And there's so much you can do that. Or you could turn it on its side and then open the centre up and have that as your uh, retractable or levered, leveraged upwards opening and then create your on a on just we always tend to raise things up off the ground mainly because it not only touches the earth lightly because it becomes like the trunks of a tree it becomes that elevated form and it's subsidiary its root systems as in the engineering of it that taps into the ground like a the tapestries of the a sapling then anchors you into the ground so then there's movement in the structure so it can cope with the breezes and all that sort of thing on an engineering level but you've also got that aeration from the actual structure and uh, yeah, and also great drainage. So there's all these things you can do when you start to look differently, but also then you begin to look at the fibres differently, like coconut fibres. Coconut husks the fibres off a coconut. You know, we can make clothing out of that. Uh, we can make, well, look, what's booming now in retailing is coconut bowls. And everyone's loving them. And you've got to take that extra bit of care to look after them so they stay nice. So that's also introducing that elemental form of caring because the maintenance on those, you can't just pop it in a dishwasher. You, you know, hand wash and, and dry it out. So there's all these things that we're co-creating. Same with cutlery. You know, we can make the spoons out of these things just like they're doing with bamboo. So using our natural resources without depleting them when we use only what, when we create through only what we need rather than having an over a supply of something because we are insatiable with our desire to keep um, creating through that medium where nothing is enough and we flip that on its head and actually recognise that, well, what do I require to utilise? It also changes the way we design from scratch. It, takes, it changes the way we manufacture because those of you who are ever build something or building when we are we've got a couple of projects that we're doing and uh, one an earth bag build and one of the things that I particularly noticed was that the, there's wastage because you know you're ordering materials or, or materials are being ordered by someone in the group and you know they only come in so many amounts and it comes in a particular amount, so then you don't need to use all that, and then you've got this wastage. So some things you can repurpose in the zone, and other things you're looking for in someone else who's got a different zone that can repurpose them. But even creating that infrastructure, it may not be so easily or readily available right where you are in your locality. So we have, in this world, there's a lot of high ideas around that, but we also get that it's not always practical. Sometimes you don't have that infrastructure around you that can repurpose it, and so you're left with this excess bit of material sitting somewhere. And, of course, there's weather patterns that sometimes those materials will get damaged and then use, lose a lot of its um, valuable usage space. So there's so many things that we uh, that are about nature that we can learn from because nature, when it's finished its leaves, a deciduous tree will drop everything it's great because those leaves become the hummus and the mulch, living mulch, protects the soil, then feeds the soil with all the nutrients. So this is something you already all know. But we don't utilise that knowledge to the degree that we can 
through connectivity, actually becoming those plants, becoming the connection, the cellular structure, connecting through energetic streaming and understand how that cycle works so seamlessly that it's so fruitful that nature has been able to stay buoyant despite what people have created in its toxic energy and all that sort of thing. Despite all that, it's still there. It's still sane. It's still creating. It's still rising up and renewing and restoring itself. You know, it's able to do that because it's cognitively conscious. It just knows that it has the knowing, the all-pervading knowing. But so do people. And the more we tap into that, the more we can connect, the more we can connect in nature, see our own biomechanics, you know. Uh, even the simple act of our, when we lose a nail on our fingers, the nail will grow back. You're not physically thinking that, yet it's happening anyway, you know. It's our bodies flowing the... Um, blood through our system and when we clog it up that's when problems occur but if we stay attuned to the biomechanics of it and just allow the flow without without creating the mental armor that we often do with the way we create our thoughts and form those thoughts that take it into a hampering type thing which um, causes blockages in our system you know and causes the issues in our tissues and the diseasement in our world and in our life and in our own bodies so the more we become aware just how amazing the biomechanics in our own forms are the more we then have that self-respect of what is infinitely possible especially when we stay aligned and attuned and let go of this constant need of creating drama after drama after drama and then we get it mirrored back in how we create um TV and movie shows, that's not criticising it by any means, but it is what's happening. And some people are thriving on that because that's the world they live in and it's wonderful. But those of us who don't, who really feel that call and who are participating on a different frequency, not better or less than or worse than or greater than, but a different frequency, then it becomes one of those things where you can't shirk, you can't shake off. The desire within that's beyond your, but I can't because of this, but I can't because of that, it just pulls you in and anchors and you become so focused that there's no other thought frame other than just being present and that's a really big gift to the self and while we don't normally say big or give it feels big even though it's a beautiful gift take out the big or small it's a beautiful gift to self because not only are you honoring yourself and your journey but the bigger part of you that's a wider community and that all those beings or, or light energies that are coming to you as you and who are you also, you're sharing this beautiful party but it raises the vibe, you know, without being derogatory to another human being, without, without being derogatory to another life form, it's having that mutual respect, saying, okay, I may not understand it but I get that something is there or something is, in, you know, possible or if I don't think that's possible then, all right, it's your thing, not my thing but that's, it is what it is, you know, just that that acceptance, you know, rather than billeting or berating someone or, or deriding them. It is that simple and yet that's so liberating for the person. Everyone, everyone thrives in that because that just flow. And then people tend to gravitate to those who are interested in a particular thing. So it then grows exponentially. So this is where we're coming with biomimicry and it's just the beginning. Uh, there's lots of other shapes. There's You could look at a snake. Now, a snake means wisdom in many, many cultures. Um, and when you have snakes in your dreams, in your dream time or your... Or your um, uh, yeah, your dream time, then when they appear, it means many much wisdom, 
much, much wisdom. So it's auspicious. It's an auspicious thing. And, you know, Neela, the rainbow serpent, there's all these beautiful indigenous cultures that understood and respected that, you know. So when you see, you could look at that shape of that when actually it moves and glides. So a snake actually almost glides. When you've seen, if you've ever looked at one, when they do move at rapid pace, they almost leave the ground. It's so light, you know. We're not talking about a big um, anaconda or anything, <laughs> or boa constrictor. They're massive and they're quite heavy. But the smaller snakes that... Um, you know, when they do take flight, they almost leave the ground. They're so light in their way. But they create this pattern, this wave pattern, if you, you might not have noticed. But they do. They, when they move, they're, they're actually creating a wave pattern. Now, in permaculture, we use wave patterns. So does the ocean. When the ocean's been um, buffered up against the sand or cascades over the sand, withdraws, it leaves this, and the wind as well, it leaves these beautiful uh, wave patterns. Like when the wind gently touches the uh, water, it creates this beautiful ripple wave effect. It's really lovely. On a crystal clear day, when the water is clear, you see this beautiful wave effect. And it's lovely to, then you just want to dive in and immerse yourself. It's just heaven. So they've got this wave pattern. So when we're creating our dwellings, when we create in a wave, the sound waves within a wave pattern of a dwelling, oh my goodness, it's primordial. It's so anchored in light because sound waves move in that wave pattern. So our body has a really strong connection to that. Our, our human body resonates with that wave pattern. And of course, then some people who are designed, you know, that get, we sometimes get stuck. But how do I furnish that? It's easy. When you connect with that wave and you feel the undulation of a wave, then you flow in that. So naturally, your interior will come into sound alignment and you'll create through that aligned energy and create what serves that building energetically, which will then in turn serve your physical well being. So you can see how the connection is marrying up and aligning. Then when you're creating, whether you're creating something to go about your day, because there's more than one way to create, there's more than one way to thrive. Money is one small molecule um, of energy. There's so many ways to create and thrive. It's just become an all-consuming entity in, in a world that is never, it's never enough. So the more we, sh we shift our perception and realise that in context that it's a particle of a bigger picture because, you know, when you go and you're in a work or you're creating something, there's an energy exchange. The person, not only do they pick up that wage or that salary or whatever, but they've given forward or paid it forward their energy into a work environment. So it's all energy. So when you look at that, everything is possible to be able to create and make sure and ensure that everyone has a place of shelter that's equitable and energising. It creates an equanimity on an energetic sound wave that's in harmony with each other. There's no more, oh, someone is so much more than me and all that sort of thing. There's just you have what you require, which is huge, takes a huge stressor off people in their day-to-day -day existence. You know, it's not about how big a house or the fanciest car you've got or wonderful if you have that and that's your thing and that's what you love. But it doesn't become solely about that. It just becomes about a communal way of living in harmony and self-respect. So therefore, everyone has shelter. Everyone has what they require to live a wonderful life, you know, because everyone is open to sharing and gifting and paying it forward, but also open to receiving. 
So it sounds like a utopia world, but it's actually not because in many of our worlds it's exactly how we operate and 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 thrive. So this world is still coming into its aligned energy. However, there's so many of us that are part of that shifting and are bringing that into a manifestation by creating differently through these biomechanics that we're offering, just like Donna and Tara, the beautiful Palladian being, is uh, so funny. Um, and we'll be ready to share with anyone who's open to. And that's the thing. When you let go of your fear of what you think you don't know, you recognise just how much you're aware of and that it will feel natural. If it doesn't feel natural, then there's a fear around something. So not questioning who's around you but questioning your own fear changes the dynamic straight away energetically. So something to ponder or not, wherever you're streaming from. So let's come back to the biomechanics and back to the dwellings and the wave pattern. So your body is pure sound. It comes from the soundless when it self-seeds. But so you've got all these sine waves, you know, and that's a really beautiful flow. So these dwellings that can be built on that, yet again, we always see things in our visual as elevated, you know, um, on some sort of stilt or um, plinth of some kind. And even that concept of shifting, the material used in those, engineering-wise, are being created even as we speak. There's different materials that are, have the fortified strength in through the engineering concept um, and are able to stay sturdy no matter what. But those buildings also are likely to move with ease when the winds are up, yet stay anchored within the earth particles. So these, these things, the more you tune in, it doesn't matter where you're coming from, you know, there's, most of us, if not all of us, require some sort of shelter in some way. So thinking differently by connecting through the heart centre and connecting to nature will take you out of the fear of not being able to do something and bring you into the line self of knowing that you're infinitely capable of anything. Always through ahimsa, do no harm and salcha, purity of heart and cleanliness, which cleanliness means is keeping your energetic field clear of debris, of any toxic energy that's creating ill-willed thoughts. That's really, bring it to that vibration is always um, a nice way to look at it. But you know your own being and your own journey, so it's up to you. So... Coming back to this wave, so can you imagine, if you can't, but actually, since we are more energetically orientated in our being, connecting this way and even listening to our sound waves because we're oscillating in our tone, in the articulation of how we're speaking, that same sound wave is modulating and elevating through the structure that we're talking about. So you can imagine how that would be to flow from one area into another area into another area that also changes how you deal with your waste, your human waste, like, you know, when you go to the toilet, things like that. Because you want to utilise what you use when you've, when you've eaten from the earth, when you've, you give back to the earth that creates the hummus, the compost. So when you're looking at it from like that, what a beautiful cycle. There's no much... No, no more of this problematic situation where you have these effluent things going out to the ocean untreated. You know, because when each if each person is dealing with their own effluent and doing it in an equanimity and an equitable way um, in each household or each each environment nucleus, then including public parks and things like that, if we treat it ourselves and there's not this major per um, issue where it's got to go to a converging area and then be dealt with and even though they're doing an amazing job in each area where we are in our own self shedding our waste if we deal with it more equitably then it's going to help the vast energetic stream of a wider community globally 
just not only in our backyard, but every little bit of difference makes a difference. But it's through a change of perception. Because most people, a lot of people have poo phobia, don't they? They have a phobia about their own whatever they release, you know. But then it makes you more aware of how you grow things, how you connect with nature, the bush foods we eat. In Australia, we have, we're so fortunate. As in so many countries, you have naturally grown um, bush, food, bush foods that you can gravitate to. The difference is they don't have the um, refined sugars that our palates have become so accustomed to and aligned with. So it's a different taste sensation. So then now we clear our vibrational frequency to then realign ourselves to attune to nature's bounty without all the refined essences that are coming to the party and changing the way our taste buds receive information. So take that to the next step on nature's platform and we'll say that so the flowers give off a sensory perception through the bees so they create this neural pathway that connects them, that draws them to them and it knows what flower has been um, absorbed, the nutrients through the nectar and it will send the signal out to the other bees to go to different flowers or to help it with this flower. Equally, the flower will close up when it's finished gifting itself to the bee. And this is just one example. But the same synergy can happen with a human being. You know, there's a, there's a reason why we're human being, you know, so be, being. So we're life givers, but we're also life takers. So the more we attune to everything and that we get the symbiosis of the energetic flow, it's a not about, it, it lessens that not eating meat, eating meat, vegan, vegetarian, carnivore mentality. You transcend that and you start to recognise a completely different way of flowing through the energetic stream and you become part of the entire ecosystem cognitively and really then the terminology of those things are let go of because we're all feeding one another in many ways because the plant is conscious. You pick a lettuce, it knows you've picked it. So even the indigenous conscious cultures who are so wise when it comes to the earth element, so wise, there can be such a wonderful platform of teaching to the many people um, understood that when you pick something from nature, you asked for permission. We always do. Even now, we always do. And uh, or if something passes, like we had a bird that just, through natural causes, passed away, so we just gently dug a hole in the earth, said the, sent it off, the spirit off, and then it came back to us as the symbol of the dove, the white dove, which means a symbol of peace. So... When you recognise it and thanked us for sending it on its way in a peaceful manner. So the more you attune, um, uh, American Indians, the ancient ones in that, that, that beautiful energy, we, we still resonate with, we still share and talk. We, we often go into the sweat lodge with them in, in the etheric where we, we live within our being. And we love it. We, we thrive on all those, you know, whether it's Dunamantari from... <laughs> from the Pleiades or the beautiful Navajo Indian man that we work with, uh, you know, like this, it's so beautiful. It's such a gift to be able to share all these wonderful flows of energy. And, uh, you know, in, in the culture where if you if something passed, you put it into the fire and then chanted and danced 
And so the spirit would go to a different place and, and, and feel the presence of joy and, and move on to a, another wonderful place to have an adventure. So these things all are a reality in, in our world and they definitely exist, you know. Some do go off, some, some just disperse and come into the primordial conscious as particles, you know, not to take another form. Others really maintain their form. It just has elevated to a place where people don't always see until other people elevate to that stage. So you can see where we're going. So really, there is so much going on all the time. And in this context, within this time continuum, the frame of reference around biomimicry and changing the way we create the dwellings is all part of that. Also, how we see each other as, as beings is wonderful because we're getting to share each other. There's no discord through um, competitiveness, at least where we're coming from. And certainly uh, on a, a global platform, there's a lot of people that are now very much in resonance of that, even if their journey is vastly different and their connections are vastly different. There's that core anchoring of knowing of this is what it's about. And this is what makes my life so wonderful. And that's the mantra. So, and then collectively, it's, it's, you know, we're enjoying our life. So, you know, we love you're doing what you're doing. It's your thing. And we love that you're doing that. And now we're happy to go on and do what we, our thing is. So that's mutual respect. It's, and, and it makes it enjoyable to be present here on earth in this time frame. It makes you want to stay here. Because a lot of us, you know, especially when you've been trying to blend in especially if you are one of these people that talks to lots of beings and but has kept it hidden from others because you don't want to share it in case you get judged or ridiculed or ostracised, which definitely can happen and definitely has happened, definitely happened to this body. But at the end of the day, if you live only half of your life in the way that you um, is holding back from your fullness, then you cease to really want to remain, you know, you really do. And most of the people we know, and that's globally, um, yeah, you want to pull away from this world instead of immersing yourself. But the more you shed your light into the world, the more of others then too feel like, oh, it's okay to open up. It's okay to share something that maybe someone else won't understand because it's okay, you know. Giving yourself permission to be yourself is one of the biggest gifts you can ever give to the space of ether. It's just huge. And that's where the peace is. P-E-A-C-E, peace, shanti. It's where the shanti is of life. And it's where your cells can create so effortlessly and so beautifully in a regenerative, restorative manner uh, without the discording of diseasement in the cells as they recreate. So even if you've got something going on in your body that's in a diseasement of existence in yourself or whatever, um, then, you know, being open to the flow and shedding some light into that area to understand, and even if you can't understand that's all, all part of it, then just find that acceptance within to find those cells that are in grand desire to create in a new healthy manner and focus on the health of your being, you know, just to brighten your day. You know, we know people that are going through some tough times in a state of um, unwellness and you wear down, you know, especially when you're getting a lot of treatments and things like that. You can feel so worn out, you get tired. And also because you're fighting all the time, you're fighting against it rather than um, coming into an aligned understanding and take the fight out and allow the flow and find where your health is, focus on where that is, where you're being drained by, if a procedure is particularly painful or draining, feel where you need to go within yourself to find some sense of peace with it it's not always easy when you're going through it we know someone that is going through a tough time with all of that 
So, you know, we move through many vibrations, many streams, and we're very aware of different vibrations that are going through some element of pain in their life. Um, but shedding more light can lighten your load. It can lighten the pain. It can um, quell a lot of the pain when you take it out of your head, you take your pain out of your head and come into your flow. It will really change and find where your breath is and feel where you can elevate your space, create more ether to find some peace along the journey. And that helps your cells, your cellular structure, find rest. Because when you're going through something that's a bit traumatic, your body needs rest. And when you're going through something, it's the one thing it doesn't get, you know, because your mind is in pain. And so it doesn't get rest. So see how it's all come around to the whole thing, yet it's all connected to biomimicry because nature knows how to heal itself. It knows how to harmonise itself. It knows how to ensure that its root systems are kept moist where it's needed, where those root systems need to be wet-free, moist-free. Moist it knows how to do that. It will allow more light into that area to dry that area up. So if we stop doing and listen first before we take the action, then it really can help us, not only in our own well-being, in our wealth, wealth spring, but also in our grander sense of health and well-being and sharing and community as an existence. And our community extends a long way. It incorporates so many if we are open to it. So we just wanted to quickly share that. It was a little bit longer than we intended, but we had so much to share with you. So we hope you enjoyed it. We thank you so much always for giving yourself some space to stop and listen to it. The great thing about audios is you can listen to it as you're walking somewhere or find a quiet place where you can just focus on your own intake. And then if anything that we've said aligns with you, great. If not, the great thing about this thing is you can just turn it off. So anyway, we, could, we wish you all the best. We look forward to the next podcast and we'll talk to you soon. Namaste.